And we're live! Hey, Zombro fans, Ross Twice, I'm back here for yet another one for a week of Zombro's action. Hopefully, we're actually live and uh, Reed didn't mess anything up. Is my microphone on? Can we double check that? That is on. John, go ahead and talk. I, I think I did everything right this week besides getting on time. Only a seven-minute delay. No big deal. Welcome back. Happy 2020. My goodness, is it great to see you all here in the new year. Nothing happened in January. That was a totally quiet month of news, wasn't it, John? Nothing happened in the in the world news, not zombie news. Oh, okay. I, was, I wasn't sure if we were talking zombies or if you were being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic about world news, yes. Uh, 2020 is off to a quiet start. Uh, just... That. But it's been a it's been a month it's been a month it's been a month but man oh man the best way to describe it yeah a month <laughs> has passed yep that happened um let me also i uh shout out everything but or tweet i got a discord let everybody know we're live but before i do that this week we are going to be talking about nocturne totem on cod mobile we're going to be talking about the tag dare totem easter egg that trigger teased and then was found. And we're going to talk about this new speculation that's going on about... I saw it on one of my videos, uh, a no-clipping video I did of Revelations, discussing the roses on Richtofen's grave that apparently were a hint years ago. It was always in front of your faces. So I think we'll be able to do all this. Um, I did bump John's mic up quite a bit. So uh, talk again, John. Level levels. levels. Uh, uh, put it a little closer to your face. Just a little bit. Levels, levels. Yeah, 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 should be fine. It's not showing it too high. Discord is very loud in that respect, and you're blown up all the way there. So yeah, I think that's just Discord being Discord. Uh, regardless, I'm going to real quick, like, uh, shout all that out. So how you been, John, though, in this month off? Why don't you, you got any news and announcements? I, I believe you have something special going on right now. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I do have something special. Um johnny j channel's uploading videos again hey that's... i uploaded a video and then did a stream the other day we did a charity stream where we're raising money for uh penn state's dance marathon mm -hmm. um i'll give a brief spiel on it and let you know what we're doing reed do you have the link to the indiegogo or just try to send it again uh i do have the link i'm going to grab thank you i will do that and um, i'll send it in yeah. chat right now so last week I streamed for about eight hours raising mm -hmm. money for Penn State's Dance Marathon. What this is is the largest student philanthropy in the world. Um, what we do is it's a year-long fundraising effort to. Um, apparently, I'm quiet, so I'm just going to speak really loudly. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting you up it's, higher. <clears throat> it's a year-long fundraising effort to raise money to fight pediatric cancer. So all the money we raise goes to the Four Diamonds Foundation, which um, goes to help, one, fund research as well as pay for treatment and raise awareness. Uh, so this is a yearly it's a yearly fundraising effort that culminates in a 46 hour dance marathon. And then then dance marathon. By the end, they announced like the total that they raised um, last year. I think the total was ten point six million dollars raised. Um, this year, um, actually, my roommate is dancing, so he'll be he'll be on the floor of the dance marathon for 46 hours straight. Can't sit, can't sleep, has to stand the entire time, um, and it'll be him and about I think like a, a couple other thousand dancers who are also doing this the entire time. How long? 46 hours. No no sleeping, no sit no sitting down. 46 hours. Are they hydrating and eating? I hope. 
Yeah, they're hydrating and eating. Like it's a, it's a whole effort. Like if you can imagine, this is yeah. like this is a massive effort by the whole Penn State community where like mm-hmm. every dancer has like their dancer support partner yeah. who's like there with them all times. Like you're hydrated, you have your food, like following you, like taking care of their needs. Meanwhile, then there's like this and this is all happening inside like our basketball arena. So mm-hmm. all the dancers are on the floor and then this, the basketball arena itself is full of people in the stands who are also not sitting, just mm-hmm. standing the entire time to encourage the dancers to keep going. Um and then they'll have like musical performances throughout the weekend um oh. and it's it's all a big fundraising effort to raise money f- to fight pediatric cancer so i'm doing my part to support the event uh, and you'll find a link to an indiegogo i'll throw it again in the chat yes please we've got, we've got a bunch of merch on here because the thought was i'm like i've got a bunch of old merch and i knew reed had a bunch of old merch so i asked mm-hmm. reed if he can just send me a bunch of shit and he sent me a huge box full of stuff and all the money that I raise from the merch is going to the Four Diamonds Foundation, which will support the uh, the dance marathon and help fight pediatric cancer. So we've got a bunch of cool shit. We've got like the classic uh, Zombros dog tags. So you'll remember we made these as like a Patreon perk back when we first launched it. Original patrons got these. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you missed out on these, you can get them. That's only five bucks. Um, I have like remember the zombie 10 year paintings or painting puzzle thing. Yep. Well, I have that, but in magnet form. Oh, neat. Fridge magnets. So mm-hmm. if you want one of those, they're there. I think this is also five bucks. Um, we have what I call the mystery box, swag box, whatever. Mystery <laughs> zombie swag mystery box. And for 10 bucks, you can get just a little mystery box sent to you. And in that will be an assortment of zombie goodies. Things like perk bottle cap magnets. Uh, oh, the lighting's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Perca-Cola stickers. Some of the, like the 3D printed perk bottle stuff. So I have a bunch of like little stuff you can get in a random like loot bag. Um, we have some posters, the uh, the Zombros poster. We have this one in the Alpha Omega version. So if you missed out on those, you can get that. Um, we also have the Wonder Fizz machine. I thought this was pretty clever. I, I you did could too. Spin the, you could spin the Wonder Fizz machine and you'll get sent a uh, a random like Perca-Cola poster. So like, so we have Victoria's Tortoise right here. Um, other little stuff like uh, Reed was kind enough to send me some of his like Juggernaut t-shirts. We've got Zombro beanies, which are honestly perfect for this time of year. Um, we've even got one last ether poster. So if you wanted to get your hands, I, I think the last, I have three of them for sale. The last one is for sale right now. You can get that, a link in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all for charity again. This isn't yeah. fire sales that we're moving merch or anything like that. We're just I mean, taking... it, is, it is a bit of a, it is a bit of a fire sale. There's only 30 something hours left in the Indiegogo yes. campaign. We're currently right now at four hundred and two dollars and I'm hoping to hit the goal of five hundred dollars in merch sales. So... And all of the money is going to the Four Diamonds Foundation. So it's a way to get like some zombie swag that like probably once is gone will never be available again. Mm-hmm. Like we uh like I, I don't imagine we'll be doing another round of Zombros beanies. No, um, no, we won't be. So it's like once they're gone, they're gone. Yep. Um, and some of like the Zombros posters and stuff like that, I, I don't imagine lasting much longer. They want to so know where's the want... limited edition blender though. The Zombros limited oh, edition blender. blender. That's I wish what they we want. Could. I don't know why we haven't done a Zombros blender yet. Liability, John. Sharp objects. Electricity. I also just accidentally ruined a Zombros poster um, oh. by running it over with the wheel of my chair. So we have one less. Uh, now, 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 the value of the <laughs> remaining Zombros posters has increased. 
So originally there were only five Zombros posters left. Now there's only four. So get them. <laughs> Supplies are dropping fast because I accidentally <laughs> roll over them in my chair. Uh, oh, if, if you before. want some of the oh. Zombros zombies merch that honestly probably won't be available again, and you want to also help an amazing cause, then please do go check out the Indigo in the description. I'm hoping to hit $500 before the campaign ends. So mm -hmm. thank you, one, to everybody who's already donated and supported and everybody who came out to the stream. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's that, go. Let's that, go kick cancer's ass. That's an absolutely awesome, awesome cause uh, that you're supporting. And I love how it's part of the entirety. I, we had something like that at my college, too. They call it Relay for Life. It's mm -hmm. right, right, right along those ideas of people actually trying to make a difference and get that money to make make a difference in helping others. It's so necessary uh, in so many ways because you see these struggles or maybe you don't mm -hmm. see many people don't end up seeing the end. And if it's, you can just have like a fun event and just get people jazz about dancing for 48 hours, if it's helping somebody at the end of the day, yeah. it's totally worth it. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's it's. Like, so you have, like, you, you could say to yourself, okay, well, it's like, why do we need to have this big dance marathon? Why can't we just raise the money and donate it directly? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that while that is true, like, the campaign is not as successful if the marathon's not there, you know? Yeah. Yes, and it, like, it also builds community around and awareness in yeah. a way. Uh, there's obviously oh, people that take advantage of it. There are a ton of shitty organizations that like mints because you I, that blew me away when I was doing charity live streams year, by yearly or twice a mm -hmm. year. And to see like, oh, we actually only send like 75% of whatever we take in to the charity. That stuff blew my mind. So it's always good to be doing your research. And I, I'm certain your charity as well is yeah. well, typically it's all, stuff it's all, through. It's all, it's all completely student run. Yeah, like nobody's actually nobody's getting paid to be a part of this, and that's exactly know? why it's it all goes directly because it's all volunteer yeah. work, and that's mm -hmm. terrific. Uh, and even even like for example, like they um they will sell like so we'll, we use like the basketball arena, mm -hmm. which is you know it's the school, so it's not really paying anybody for it. Mm -hmm. But then also like I believe like they'll sell concessions for the people who are there, but all mm -hmm. the concessions money is students working the concession stands for free and then the money just goes to thon that's great you know that's so all it's all 100 student run and uh yeah it's a great cause nice you know you reminded me though when you just hit your poster of how frustrating that can be when i was sending out many of the ether and chaos posters i would get all the way in the packaging process to all i got to do is uh put a rubber band around the poster and then cap it off and put the tape and you're good. Two or three times I've had the rubber band just for whatever reason hit the top of the poster and it completely dents the poster mm. and I just ruined the whole product. And it's just like, Gah! <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, a mistake like that. I just can't use it anymore. Completely gone. So I feel yeah, that. So we're, we're, the number of the number of Sombra's posters is dropping by the minute. Yes. Not because they're selling, but because I'm running them over with my chair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, all Chaos posters are sold out at this time, so uh, I don't know if I'll ever run them again. The best way to know is if my channel doesn't do anything in the next eight months and I just pick things back up with the next Call of Duty game from Treyarch, maybe they'll come back then, but otherwise, we'll see. Uh, Ether posters are available, both first go to the indiegogo get the last one there there's only yeah, one there the you can help a good one and then if that you know if you didn't get it through there then uh can head over to redrendering.com 
Mm-hmm. Maybe we even sweeten the deal if you if you if you want, we can get it like signed. Reed and I. Sure. But I, I think we just got. Oh, we just got uh, a sale on the Indiegogo. Hi. Um, what's sold? I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. They don't. They don't tell. I can see the number went up, but they don't tell you what exactly sold. I think we sold a few more dog tags. Uh, oh, I just sold four mystery boxes. Awesome. Um, That's awesome. Oh, I also forgot to. Wait, what did you that? forget? No, I was just seeing. Oh, we sold a Zombros Alpha Omega poster too. Hype! Oh, you guys are terrific. Oh, thank my, it, thank you all for helping the charity event. I have my Zombie Chronicles poster packs for sale on there too. Yep. So like, I forgot to mention these. So like the, the ones that I've been selling for a while, I have literally my last eight. So you know you have like Origins, mm-hmm. uh, Knocked, uh, Moon, but not upside down. Oh God. I really um, so, came around to your posters as times come on, John. Not that I didn't, I not that I didn't like them, but I had that minimalist design. I really like a lot of the things you've done with those posters over the years. They're an absolute steal. Yeah, you can pick them up right now yeah. for that Indiegogo campaign. Get Literally after the it. La- the last, the last eight that I own. Um, it made me want copies. They're all going to charity, so you can find that in the description. I'm the poster guy. So yes, again, that's the Indiegogo campaign. I actually, even when this goes up afterwards, I'm gonna. I didn't add it to the description of the video. I will do that right now. Thank you for saying that so many times. I kept putting it in chat, but I forgot to put it as the top link inside the video. Mm-hmm. And by the yes. way, someone in chat said uh, they uh, they got paw prints on their posters. That seems literally impossible because I store them. I ne- I store them way up high, away from all my dogs. That would be super unlikely. It's like eight feet. No, it's that's too long. Reed's out here like investigating. Like, how do I know you didn't take your own dog? Yeah. What do you mean? But that's all right. Uh, But speaking, uh, have you thought about making the posters into T-shirts? I'd love to get them as shirts. Which ones? My posters or John's posters? Because I feel like they're too dense for a T-shirt. T-shirts are nearly nearly good for like just a saying. Like a word. I don't think they work as T-shirts. Like, like, what are you wearing right now as a T-shirt? Literally just a plain black shirt. That's all it is. Uh, and this this t-shirt literally just my school name and logo. Yeah, yeah, a logo. The other one I have underneath it is a, a baseball team logo. What can work, I think, is like maybe like a, a perk logo. Yeah. It can work. But I, I think full-blown images and scenes don't work well on t-shirts. Most no. t-shirts that you see, very simple designs. Yeah. Uh, the only one I, that jumps to my mind I normally get compliments on in public is a Rosie the Riveter shirt, but it's... Uh, What's her name? Captain Marvel, uh, the comic Captain Marvel mm-hmm. doing the Rosie the Riveter thing, and it, that's clever and it's yeah. fun, but it still looks odd too because it's just clearly a square screen print on it, and it's like that looks yeah. that's a poster. <laughs> I don't love the look. I don't like the look of those. Uh, but you know what? I do love the look of uh, the shout out, shout out Omega Zero who said he just bought a couple stuff for a great cause. Thank you, dude. I really appreciate that. Hey, Greg, good to see you. Mad Lobster Kingdom, say hello to all my mods and Vamex. Thanks you for buying the posters and seeing you around. I just wanted to give a shout out to a couple other people as we'll get into the topics in just a moment because we want to catch up with you. We haven't seen you in forever. So good to see everyone. Um, in a year, I <laughs> you're yes, dad jokes. Come on, more of them. That wasn't even intentional. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> um, 
I am working with Stefan again for our next posters. As you know, I'm a big, big fan of the Resident Evil series. And for the release of Resident Evil 3, I will have new posters coming out. My Patreon page, everyone who is a continuous supporter of that Patreon at a, the $15 tier, when they come out, or you can do like $2 and then that month, go up to the $15 tier and you'll get the poster. Um, we're working on uh, Resident Evil 3, but it's a celebration similar to what we did with the Ether poster, but uh, way more realistic. Uh, there's definitely stylistic choice being made with it, and we're uh, looking to celebrate both games. So what we have so far is I'll show you, I've, I've shown a little bit on the Patreon, but I love showing the concepts because it always looks so far out from my drawings. I was showing some of my family members. They're like, how does he ever go from what he shows to what ends up happening. So here's my beautiful stick figures, right? I have uh, in the middle, the four characters, and then I had the two bad guys looking at them all. I had Nest below hand. If you're unfamiliar with the game, don't worry about it. You'll see pretty pictures in a moment. A statue that's significant, a city skyline and a moon, and I wanted some things written in lights in the city. Okay, cool. So that, that, that was the initial concept that I sent over to Stefan. Now, that's the guy that made the posters we're talking about, the Chaos and Ether posters. I, I just get so excited working with him because he's so darn talented. So he comes back in a day and basically uh, has it sorted. He's like, all right, read it. Here, here's here's what I got in, in 24 hours. Uh, this, this is what we're looking at. And I'm like, cool. Yes, I'm liking liking the gen the idea here. And this is where we're going. We didn't know what we wanted to do with the bottom per se yet, but the layout of the characters, we're just trying to get the layout in order. So then we uh, continue working it. And he's like, hey, wait, I got an idea for what we're going to do below hand for Nest. And he got your boy Hunk involved. If you, again, if you know what Resident Evil, I was dying to find some way to get Hunk actually involved. And I believe that might be the latest iteration of it. It's one of them anyway. And we have Nest coming together. You have Jill and Leon in the middle there. In the lights in the buildings, it actually is going to spell out uh, for like certain windows that are lit up, relive. Because to me, uh, normally people abbreviate Resident Evil as RE. And they typically do like reimagine, recreated, remastered. And I thought this post would be a great way to relive the Resident Evil collection. Uh, he even had a way of getting the helicopter involved in the background as well from Honk. So a lot of really cool stuff. And then to show you some of the details that are now coming through with Mr. X and Claire. I mean, look at how the, some of the final versions are coming along for that poster. Uh, it just fills me with excitement when you get to see these gorgeous designs coming to life from my shitty little stick figures to actually starting to see our transformative work of uh, Claire, Mr. X, Resident Evil, to try and get you to have that wonderful moment, get that enjoyment that, or maybe capture that nostalgia when you were playing the game not even a year ago or the excitement for when it comes out. So you'll be able to buy them through my website in... Uh, April when the game releases, Resident Evil 3, and uh, patrons will be able to get copies once it's finished. You can see more updates as time goes on. So that's uh, what I've been working on while dealing with all the things I've been dealing with. I've been getting really excited by all that, and I wanted to share that with you because it's one of the really good things I have going on in my life right now. And a big th shout out to Stefan again for being so talented. 
Oh, he's amazingly talented. Like, I didn't realize how nice the uh, Ether poster and the Chaos poster were until you sent me them to, like, put together for this Indiegogo. Mm -hmm. And, man, were they, like, the quality, I was, I was impressed. I was actually, like, really surprised at how good they looked. He's really talented. It's amazing. And uh, actually, let me link his Instagram, too, before we move on. Because uh, he's... I love his work. It's on my website. If you ever go to my website, if you go to the footer of my page where you buy the posters or basically any page besides the splash, the page you get there initially, there's an artist tab and you can actually see all the artists uh, that make all my posters and I link to their pages that they told me to link to and you can get a great uh, look at their work. Give them a follow, tell them Reed sent you and tell them how wonderfully talented he is. All right. Zombies? Yes. Let's talk about zombies finally. <laughs> let's talk knocked. Um, knocked down Tolton. I'm disappointed. Really? I grinded out I grinded out COD Mobile. Got myself the level 15. Yeah. Because they raised the originally it had to be like level five or four or whatever to play zombies. Yeah. And that was the level I reached to be able to like talk about it on the show. And then I re-download it to play Noct. Mm -hmm. And I have to grind it now 15. <laughs> so I play the COD Mobile online. And games either go one of two ways. I'm either getting played by people who are really good. Or I found a lobby of all bots and I'm spawn camping. I'm like spawn trapping them. Yeah. Uh, so games either go like I'm either on top of the world or at the bottom of the world. Yes. Uh, but I grind my way to level 15. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, let's dive into Knock so I can play it. And then I realize it's not even out yet. <laughs> I thought it was out because I saw because I, I see all the videos online. I knew those videos were from the from the testing server or the beta server. I don't know how to get access to that. Um, but I also read online that season three came out like January 24th. Mm -hmm. And I just assumed it was part of season three. And I guess Knocked is not out. Nope. Despite me thinking it was out. John had me convinced. Like yesterday, I, I was, was trying to play. I was trying to get, and then I thought I'd let him down. And this morning, I'm like, did I'm you just going to. Did you grind it? Did you grind a level 15? I was getting there, but I was, again, so sick yesterday that I, I, I ended up like sleeping for like 14 hours mm -hmm. yesterday on and off. So that was part of the frustration. But uh, finally, I started like Googling around. I'm like, why isn't there more info out? Where's the like Easter eggs like we saw on Shinonuma to Zetsubo Noshima? Like I, I should be seeing yeah. these videos like well, crazy. No, there are there are Easter eggs and I've seen them. Little bits, like, little ones. Yeah, like little ones, but not not yeah, not like the Zetsubo in uh, Shinonuma. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so it's not out yet. I mean, no. we, there's plenty of information on lots of gameplay, and that's what I figure we still discuss. Yeah, we'll at least talk about that. But I imagine there will be much more, or at least marginally more, to talk about when it ends up actually releasing. I don't get how they do COD mobile now though. Cause so they had their seasons. Yeah. But you think they would have, cause it seems like knocked is pretty much all but ready to go. So I don't know why they haven't released it with season three or when it's coming out. And I'm not even actually sure they've teased it or, or they've teased it, but I'm not sure they've even announced it. They sent out one teaser, which was like the, uh, Give it the Google. recreation of like the scene of you know like when you start up knocked and the guys running at you yeah that was cool that little shortcut scene they have a recreation of that but for mobile yeah I like the new um, one but they haven't given a date yet and I'm just out here like what are you doing COD Mobile 
Yeah, January 8th was the leak. Cotton oh, wow. Cotton on Reddit posted this on January 15th about Noct. Hey there. No news on that front yet, I'm afraid. But thank you for the support and kindness. Um, but there hey. have been a lot of leaks. Yeah, look at that. Too. Leaks going nice and strong still in the zombies community. Well, these leaks were before it was playable, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. And this was like our first indication because I, I watched I watched a video discussing all of this, and this was our first indicate. I don't know how much of this we can show. Um, I wouldn't show any of it. <laughs> but uh, there's there's plenty of YouTube videos that wrap up or not wrap up, but sum up all the information from these leaks, and was like, okay, this is how we know Noct is coming out. Um, yeah, they haven't given a the pack of punches coming into it. We know there's new areas to Noct. Um, and you can go online right now, and John has a bunch of gameplay up it on his channel, Mr. Dalek JD. Yeah, he seems to be at out. the front of COD Mobile. I'd like to know how we can get our hands on the uh, on the like beta servers. If anybody knows how, that would be great. Or if anybody can put yeah. us in contact with somebody who knows, because I'm sure as new stuff comes out, we'll be regularly discussing it. And it'd be nice to just be able to jump on a server rather hey. than grinding out 15 levels. I've been noticing Kenshin in chat. Big shout outs. Good to see you around. And uh, he says that the COD Mobile account on Reddit posted this January 25th about uh, NDU. Hey yeah. there. No news on that front yet, I'm afraid. But thank you for your support and, ki and for the kindness. Um, did you Let's already see, say uh, that? Did I repeat yeah, that I for did, you? I did already repeat okay, that. I'm gotcha. curious what the uh, gotcha. COD Mobile account is. What's the Reddit account? Uh, if anyone knows where that handle is, I want to start following that account. Yes, that'll be good. But let's talk about the uh, so so yeah, we haven't yeah. been able to play it yet, like yeah. I thought we would. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm clearly not good at following COD Mobile news. <laughs> but um, what did you think of it? Um, it felt like the custom zombie map that we played years and I years ago. I was thinking that too. World yeah, War. yeah. When I was watching Dalek's video and he just like, we've never gone outside. I'm like, you're right. I have. But uh, I, 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 definitely, I definitely thought about that, too. And I think that might be I hadn't thought about that in a long time. But I think that might be one of the first times we've ever played together and interacted. Mm -hmm. um, you can find it on both of our channels, probably. But we did a uh, Black Ops 1 custom map that was a reimagining of Knock that opened up a few different areas. Was that a map that you had a uh, roll on math like help develop or that you like suggested he develop? No, I don't. I don't think that was one of ours because we were doing additional Easter eggs. We did Ascension and yeah. I believe another one. Uh, there was also a World at War one I played as well. There's been multiple custom zombie maps. Uh, it that might have, it been, might have been a World at War that we played, but uh, we definitely played one together years ago. Yes, I mean it's it's like uh, and also no clipping affects this as well because. I I feel like I've explored knock normal knock on every iteration of it thanks to PC no clipping around and God mode and all that. So the cool news is for mobile for a little time you don't have to deal with no clipping. You don't have to do mods. You do for the average consumer they do get a chance to finally explore outside Nocturne and Toten. So I think that's a cool. That's a nice silver yeah. lining. Well, I I thought about this and I'm I'm like okay of. Of all our knock Darren Toten iterations, and there's a lot. <laughs> this one might Another be one? the best one. Really? Like so well, so think of it like this. Ignore the original knocked, okay? Yeah. And only think about remakes and mm -hmm. reimaginings and re-releases. Yeah. You have you have Blackouts One, yep. which is basically the same thing but with a Thunder Gun. And harder. And, <laughs> and a little bit harder. 
Yeah, and the, the rounds last normal length. Then you have transit, which quite frankly is a waste to ever go to because like it's out of the way. There's nothing there. It's pretty small. It's only one room. Mm-hmm. Then we get it again in Zombie Chronicles. And this one is the Zombie Chronicles one is fun mm-hmm. because Wonderful. you had the addition of gobble guns, which kind of break it. Mm-hmm. And so that was that allowed us to play knock in a way that was never playable before, which was basically just gobble gums and have a field day, turn it into a theme park. Yep. Then we get it again in Revelations. Actually, it should go Revelations and then knock. Gotcha. And Revelations was interesting because they reimagined it a little bit. And it was basically how you got to pack a punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that little ledge area was open in that scene. Yeah, it was more but utility again, based. Yeah, exactly. Like it felt more utility. It was like the center of a hub world, basically. Yes. yes. It was the hub world. And then is that the last appearance? Was there was there an appearance in Black Ops 4? No, I thought Black Ops 4 was the first time it didn't show up. And Greg does point out there is a, a jet gun part in transit. So that is that is fair. Well, that, that, that that's is fair. No, well, I was actually I thought about that in my head, but I just didn't mention it because I'm like, who the fuck builds a jet gun? <laughs> Oh um, no! I, I thought about that. No, but thank you for pointing that out, Greg. That is I yeah, fair. Because you know, the internet um, always gets you. <laughs> yeah, but um, so so yeah, so those I think are all the iterations of Noct, and the only one to me that feels noteworthy mm-hmm. and feels fresh is the Black Ops Three one. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that it feels fresh is because Gobblegums allow you to break it. This one, however, I think is the best one because not only does it add features that haven't been there before, like, say, Pack-A-Punch and yep. perks, but it also adds Easter eggs and new areas, multiple, like, new different pathways to go through. Yeah. I think it feels fresh. It, it reminds me a little bit of a Black Ops 4, you know, how Black Ops 4 loved to do the reimaginings. Yes. Like that, but toned down a little bit. Yeah, because it's mobile. Yeah, because it's mobile. So I just think in terms of like effort and quality and feeling like you've played something before, like if you're looking for that original knock there on Toten feel, you're not mm-hmm. going to get it here. But I don't mind that because we've already seen knock there and Toten 10 times. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should also mention knock there and Toten was previously available on the last like mobile zombies app as well. Yes. And that was your basic standard knock there and Toten. I, I, so I would go as far as to say I think this is the best iteration of Knock we've seen since its original. I I haven't played it, so I won't hit it that hard. But on paper, it sounds right to me, John. I mean, when as soon as you spawn in, it's pack a punch is there. That's pretty yeah. great. I mean, that already was, elongates your game. I was surprised. Well, pack a punch was something I think COD Mobile desperately needed mm-hmm. because if you played for a little while, the guns start to feel useless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually really like what they did with Packet Punch on this map where you have um, you have like it's it reminds me of the Exo Zombie Packet Punch. Remember Exo Zombies had like Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, so yep. forth. Top 25. Where you can keep doing the same thing except it gets I don't know if it has a limit. I've seen people play it and get pretty high with the uh, the Packet Punch. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen people have it all the way up to like like pa- like Packet Punch 10 or whatever. And each one gets progressively a little more expensive. Uh but mm-hmm. like it was cool. Like in theory, if you can continuously and endlessly pack a punch your weapons, then the weapons should never get too stale. Like they should never feel useless. I think that's... And that was a problem. I think COD Mobile had. Yes, and and I, we've seen it executed poorly, like in Exo Zombies, because they still fell off after X amount of rounds. Yeah, that's something well, to play with. So they, Exo Zombies. 
felt a little bit pointless because every upgrade was like 2500 and i think yeah. it went all the way up to mark 25 or it went yeah. to 20 it was 20 but the easter egg 20, yeah and then jump into 25 mm -hmm. but it was basically you might as well have just said um you can pack a punch your gun once for 20 times 2500 dollars you know mm -hmm. whatever that whatever that comes out i think it's like fifty thousand dollars in total yeah so just do it all at once because you're not really yeah. getting the bonus. You're better off getting perks or whatnot. So I wonder if that's something that the zombies gameplay could really benefit from because we've been doing this for over 10 years now. How how tired are we that almost the entire selection of guns slowly diminishes over the time you play the game? Obviously, it's survival yeah. base, but upgrade systems haven't seemed to keep pace for high rounders and for the way the game has evolved. Especially, oh, we're looking at so. Easter and... eggs that take you into round 30. I mean, originally, round 17 was supposed to be the starting point for Blood of the Dead. It's a, it's a, it's a bit crazy to not have the upgrade systems going along. You may argue specialist weapons, but, I mean, yeah. now it's that, also, that's a different brand. When you also consider that um, when we previously had, like, changes to the upgrade system, and those were your, like, elemental effects... Mm -hmm. Not elemental, but, you know, like fireworks and uh, brains and all that shit. They they have the issue where they have just infinite damage and they occur randomly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like an upgrade when the damage or it doesn't feel like an upgrade that progresses with the rounds mm -hmm. when it just automatically jumps you to infinite damage. You yeah. Know? Yes, yes. Then it feels like insta-kill or something's wrong or broken. So that's something that yeah. would be probably very difficult to find, and too. Because it's, ra because it's random. You know, so like I'll I'll spray a horde of zombies and maybe one of those shots in an entire mag turns into like dead wire yeah. and then shock six of them. Mm -hmm. And that's going to work on round 30 and it's going to work on round 50 and it's going to work on round 100. And yeah. if I have the gobble gum that makes that effect come more often, then it's going to be even more powerful. But because you're instantly jump because you're going because the way the upgrade system basically goes, you go from let's I don't know what pack a bunch actually is, but let's say double damage. Mm -hmm. to then infinite damage it's too steep an increase yeah the, and it's a little jarring for the player to be going there but that might be the cheap and dirty solution like you just said just bring back elementals that can do that infinite damage because i bet you could have the numbers show you hey you know that's well and good but most players based on our Treyarch statistics don't go past around 25 so why would we bother investing all this money in upgrade systems that most players will never even touch? So that would yeah. be uh, probably a counter argument I, I could hear that maybe you, you want the upgrade system while you're not getting the CGI cutscenes. It's like, ah! Oh, dude. Okay, real quick sidebar. I showed my sister the ending of Zombies, some of the cutscene stuff, and she's immediately, she's like, what is this? She's like, you dear, question me. Because she tried to show me uh, My Hero Academia. I was giving her garbage about anime and animation. And I thought she was showing me an anime fight that was like super amazing animation. And then after bullshitting me for about 10 minutes, they didn't even fucking animate the fight. And I was giving her so much shit for not animating did they it. Just, did they just do that scene where the guy has the sword and just goes... Whoosh in and out basically so basically type of crap uh, it, it was like if you ever played bayonetta or saw bayonetta where all of a sudden it, you're jarred where it's not animated anymore and it just like 
it's showing a picture and set, their voice acting is going on, but they're holding a picture and it's slowly moving, but not like growing nose Alpha Omega. So I saw my sister, like Alpha Omega and uh, uh, Tag Darren Toten, uh, or Tog, Tag Darren Toten. And she's like, oh. how dare you question me, Reed? You think this shit's good? This is horrible. This is crap. And it's I have it on Twitch and everything. I'm like, uh-huh. And you could see she's, well, you could hear. I could see her doing the math. And also she's like, oh, wait, you don't think it's good. I'm like, no, Ashley, I don't. And she's like, oh, no. And you can see someone who has been hands off and really loved this stuff from like Doris. Like that's when she was involved was World at War and BO1. And then seeing how things have come around. And I'm like, see this intro from uh, Blood of the Dead to what we got in uh, Togdare and Toten, she was just dumbstruck. She's like, I don't want to see this. I want to remember zombies like they were. She was treating it like grandpa's not okay. And I want to remember grandpa when he was a good person and not a not out of his mind and unhealthy and sick. The You know the thing when Stoolinger goes to the camera and does the quick turn? That's when yeah. it was all over. That's when we were done. No more progress could be made. That's when she tapped out. So, um, yeah. Sorry about that sidebar. So back to zombies when you're picking and choosing what you want to do. Nocturne Toten, I think, is a uh, really interesting mobile attempt. I mean, we're all sick to death of Nocturne Toten, but I think yeah. it's going to do its job. I think it's... It, I, I, I think if you were going to re-release Noct for what is, I'm just going to guess, the sixth time, mm-hmm. it's about as good as you could do. Yeah. Um, they add new areas. Yep. They add, And honestly, I think it was a welcomed addition because mm-hmm. you know there's one thing to add new areas for the sake of adding new areas. Yep. Like you added you added a bit of Zetsubo to Shinonuma. Yeah. But it doesn't really affect the flow of the gameplay at all. Yeah. But this new area actually opens up Noct to training. Yes. Because Noct is not a map that you can re- you can train in Noct. You can. But it takes actually but a little bit. The best bit of players, yeah, the best players. Yeah, the best players can train in Noct. And the it takes trains. And that's that. That skill bar gets even higher when you're playing on mobile controls. Mm-hmm. But by creating a whole new outdoor area that's a little bit more open, it gives you that option to train. So not only does it add new areas that refresh the map, but also can change how you play it and makes it more accessible to your average player. Mm-hmm. I would say so like, hats off, hats off to the Noct. It's really just the COD Mobile Zombies team. I thought I thought they did a wonderful job with Noct. Yeah, and they're also bringing in those coin system as well that are doing those modifiers to the gameplay. Something I've talked about multiple mm-hmm. times now in a row, I believe, on the podcast of how much I enjoyed the masks and the abilities to wear stuff to uh, add modifiers to your players. I think that's definitely the direction zombies at least can play with a little bit or needs to jump into or lean into a little more. I like seeing that this this knock feels different because there's new areas, like you said. There's little cute little Easter egg. You open up a room and they reward you for blowing up all mm-hmm. the bar- barrels. Uh, you I like that. That was that was a nice little reference to the barrels of original. Yeah, so tons of really cool stuff. New ways to play the game. A perk system in there that just makes it a lot easier than screwing around with Wonder Fizz. Uh, it's it's pretty nice. And I see a debate that's going on in chat. We had this debate. And we settled it when Quinn told us the hardest map uh, to play was Nocturne Toten B01. And th- they're going in chat between World at War and B01 right now. By far, I believe we both agreed on this because we both tried it out. B01, Nocturne Toten is the hardest zombies map. 
We couldn't get to round well, twenty. We couldn't get to round twenty, no matter how many I times we tried. I agree with that. Um, I like. We've I, had, I absolutely we've done remember this. I absolutely remember this debate, and I, yeah. I don't remember the conclusion of the debate or what side I was on. It was, um, we both were like, "God damn, he was right." Not shocking. The game Blake I was right about gameplay. I just remember. I, I'm really inclined to say World at War because of how sticky the zombies are. Like right. somebody covered somebody took the zombies and bathed them in Elmer's glue before every match. Cause they they you you but like black ops you can kind of like juke a little and if you flick your screen about around a couple times, like the zombies have a hard time hitting you. Mm-hmm. Um but but yeah, I guess knocked on Black Ops One is absolutely hard. But for some reason I'm just inclined to lean world at war because of the way the zombies get sticky. You you still get two hit on BO1, right? Yeah, yeah. You so you, you still have the two hit problem, even though you have mule kick and a thunder gun. You don't. I have think the, the zombies thrower. might be more inclined to two hit you. Yeah, the windmilling here's, is way worse too. And you have no. Here's job. actually, here's I think actually the the crux of the debate. Mm-hmm. Um, in Black Ops One, you have rounds that last really long. Yes, exactly. Whereas World at War, you have rounds that are twenty four zombies so like the world of war record on knocked is substantial like thousand something yeah it's way up there it might even be more than that. um but the world at war record for knocked on black ops one is i forget it's i think probably like the 70s or something so maybe if you want to debate what's the map that's hardest to get to a high round world at war knocked but if you want to have a de- or black ops one knock but if you want to have a debate of what map is harder to play over a longer period of time yes i'm inclined to believe world at war that is an interesting and better measurement of i like that idea of let's take it by time let's measure it how long can you continue to play it i actually versus I, what round you get to I actually that's a much, funny enough it's a much this better is a video this is a video comparison. what people don't know about my channel is um i usually have four or five videos in development at a time mm-hmm um, and I kind of pick up and stop and start videos every so often. Um, like, for example, you guys will see a video coming out this week. Reed, I've already told you about this, that yes. I have had on the back burner for about six months now. And so I actually have, I, I've done this research before where I, I wanted to make a map and say quantitatively, what is the hardest map in zombies? I'll send you read my notes. Yeah. Um, tell me if you have access to this document. Uh no, I gotta switch accounts because I'm signed in. Yeah, I'm don't, defaulted. Don't switch accounts. Try this one. Okay. Um, defaulted with. Okay, cool. I can see this. So if you look at these notes, and I, I have a script. I wrote a script along. I wrote the notes out, and then I wrote a script to go alongside with it. I'm not gonna send you the script because you don't want to read that. Okay. Yeah, but okay. I basically I went in and found like what are the maps that have like what oh, are their yeah. highest rounds? Yeah, fifteen fifty time. What are different things include like are on the map um and i even for some of them so you if you go to the world at war section yeah so go to like see so see that see the category lowest highest round by game yeah so i broke it up by game and then i went in by map if you go to world at war so you have your records for derees verrooked and knocked yeah and i and you'll see so derees is 142 yep verrooked is 138 18 knocked is 155 58 Mm-hmm. But then I put next to it, you'll see the numbers 39, 20, and 22. Yeah. And those are how many hours that game took. Now, wow. if you can imagine, in a, zombie, in a zombies game, you know, once you get past round, actually, literally, once you get past round 37, the zombie speed and spawn rate doesn't change. 
so about in a in a 39 hour game of zombies let's say 99 percent of it is spent past round 37 so everything is the same at that point in terms of spawn rate and difficulty so in that knock game they were able to survive for 22 hours in the brook game they were only able to survive for 20 hours so in theory the longest anybody has ever survived on Baruch is 20 hours. And by, and for that reason, it's two hours harder than Noct. And the longest somebody has ever survived on Dereze is 39 hours. You meant two hours less or twenty. Yeah, yeah. Two uh, Baruch is two hours harder than Noct. Um, I, I like this I've, I've thought I've lot. thought about this before. There, I have a whole video script written for this video. I just never made the video yet. Um, but this is something I've thought about a lot. Chat, actually. what would the drawback be trying to measure rounds versus time? Like, in favor of the yeah. getting to a higher round or surviving a longer duration of time for measuring difficulty in a I map? think it's I think it's time. I think it's and, time and too. You, you have That's to see, you it's have so to, though, simple. You have to assume though in this situation that you're not dilly dallying. So I'm not I'm not wasting an hour spinning the box every round. Yes. And that becomes difficult on maps that require boxes. But if you just imagine a game where it's like, I'm not really taking breaks in between rounds. I'm just playing continuously. Then this measurement works. And sure, you could say, okay, John, but what if it takes me two hours to get to round 30? And what if it takes me an hour to get to round 30 on another map? And I think the data actually cleans itself out over the longer the game, the more the time spent on those earlier rounds becomes smaller and smaller as an overall percentage of the run. I just made a mistake even understanding your data there. You were correct. I didn't mean to correct you. Verrucked is two hours harder because they can't last as long in Verrucked. Exactly. That's, that's my fault. Think of it Think of it like an endurance challenge. Yeah. You know? This is why this is so... I can't believe no one's ever put this to me like, like that measuring, before measuring when measuring difficulty. Is, measuring time is difficult because you have some variables like how long were you spending, spending yes. the box? Yes. It's, um, it's not a I fixed variable. I, it's not as easy. It's not as clean as saying I made it to round 200. Exactly. Exactly. But how, how, like, if I told you the highest round on Verrucked is 1,318, you'd say to me, well, why is that? Why is that map considered the hardest of all time? Yeah. And to that, I would say because the longest anybody's ever survived on it is 20 hours. Whereas the longest somebody has survived on Dereez is 39 hours. And World at War. Yeah. It's not a perfect measurement. No, but it, it's a, a it's a nice you, new maybe, factor. If you boil it down to a rounds rounds versus time kind of thing, I think that's actually one of the yeah. better ways to determine what the highest what the hardest map is. Yes, again, we you have to and take I, into I account some, inflation. You got to make sure. And, I, and actually, some people, Mad Lobster says some maps take more time on higher rounds than others, and I don't think that matters because purely. Because the way zombies work is yeah, you kill those... a horde of zombies, and then they spawn in. And this continues. This is an endless cycle. Yeah. Round 1,000 is no different from round 2,000. Mm -hmm. So you're basically continuously getting this cycle of zombies. So even if the rounds take longer, by basing it off of time, yeah, you've boiled down some of those factors. Yeah, you're removing the need to even matter about what round. You yeah, can take the because... rounds away. Because it's a lot easier to go through rounds on Baruch than it is to go through. It's a lot easier to go through rounds on World at War Baruch than it is mm -hmm. to go through rounds on Noct Baruch. 
So how do you determine which map is harder, Black Ops 1 or World at War Varuk? Do you see what's the longest somebody's ever survived in a, in a high round run? Mm -hmm. Time rounds plus time per round. I think that would be a, a great near-perfect um, way of measuring it because time per round can show you if they're consistently at a certain time, then all of a sudden, what? It's, it's way longer. There's the inflation of them screwing around for a round. Um, but don't consider screwing around for a round. Because most zombie, because what you got to remember too is the people who are doing this, yeah, they're trying to get through as fast as possible. Yeah, and you can watch in those streams. You know, all those streams are basically online, most of them. Yep. Um, these guys aren't being like, "Hey, let's just dick around and run in a circle for three hours." Mm -hmm. You know, they're moving through the rounds. They want to. They want to get done. Sure. You know, so because because this is a self-selecting sample size, like the only people that are making these runs are the best zombie players. Yes. You automatically raise the bar and and knock out the people who are just dicking around. That's fair. That's fair. Because you're, your casual schmuck who's just fucking around is They're not going to get there. They're, they're not even going to get to. That's almost like the threshold. It's like, are you, are they, what what's the ceiling? Like, Greg just brought up Call well, of the Dead. There's even a record to 100. Yes, exactly. Greg, Greg brought, brought up, up Black Ops 1's Call of the Dead. And yeah. um, there's two things going on there. One spawns, but also your ability to kill the zombies. You yeah. lose the ability to kill the zombies after like round forty, without having to constantly cycle through. Thirty-six. The scavenger stops working. Well, you know, roughly. Yeah, roughly. You know, whatever it may be, then you got to start cycling through multiple scavengers just to kill a single wave of twenty-four zombies. Yep. So the world record for actually, we can just look this up I'm right now. Zombie yeah, go record. ahead. Um, the world record for for Rooked might be like eighty. Mm-hmm. 70 i actually i think it is in the 70s um but that if that game lasted like 80 hours then i would absolutely say it's a lot harder than Baruch. to your a lot easier than Baruch. to your point about professionals like you're clearing out the people who aren't even the, guy, the people dicking around you can literally look to be like the top one percent of rounds that's where rounds could still be an excellent measurement be like okay on call of the dead who's past round 40 like we we start yeah. there and that's going to clear oh, yeah, out yeah, yeah. all yeah, the so nonsense. The so, the, so the round gives you your sample. Yeah. Oh, this is so and cool. And then the time is what you use to differentiate the players. Um, they cycle. Okay. The yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I'm looking at the world at war. So the world at war. I'm not sorry, the world at war. Call of the Dead world record is held by Mac and Rules, and it mm -hmm. is round 88. And just looking at the timer that he has in the top left. Again, this goes to my point that the people who are doing these records are trying to get through as fast as possible, evident by the timer, is 69 hours. So if if the longest somebody has ever survived on on Baruch is 20 hours, and the longest somebody has ever survived on Call of the Dead is 69 hours or around that to 70, that's roughly three and a half times easier. So I've uh, I boiled this down to a science. I'd be curious like to see if any. Um, I, I I don't believe that this is a thing that you can nail down to one formula or one number. Mm -hmm. I think there is a human element to it. A little bit of discretion, being like, yeah, well, let's also remember that the World at War zombies are pretty sticky, and yes. let's also remember that Call of the Dead has a massively wide open training area. Yeah, and then if you also then re-examine which you want to go make it even more difficult, what maps are hard the hardest for the majority of players that because they only go from rounds one to 20 
So what maps are the most difficult from rounds one to 20? That yeah, would be and I think that's a whole other that's yes. a whole other debate. That's a completely different measurement. Yeah, I think you can't measure what map is the hardest from one to twenty in the same way that you can with this metric. Absolutely. I think this match. I think I think this metric of time is a really good way to split the margins. And uh, Greg also makes an excellent point as well. World at War, you get one chance. So actually, think of zombies. To, to add to Greg's point. Think of zombies like a game of probability. Mm-hmm. At any time, you have an X percent chance of dying. And the higher that number is, it would indicate the harder that map is to play, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you have multiple if you have multiple lives, then what you can basically do is multiply that survival percentage by the number of lives you had. Or actually, no. If you if you pow- if you square it, not square it, if you multiply by the power of whatever lives you have, that should indicate your survivability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if like so, let's say you have a twenty five percent chance of dying on this map. Yes, and you have three lives, so point twenty five times point twenty five times two twenty five gives you your odds of dying and completely getting a game over in this moment. Interesting. Um, so if you do that. So in Noct, because because you only have one life, you don't get that benefit of multiplying your survivability percentage three times by itself. And uh, that then mathematically makes it harder. I wonder if that's our future of the community. As I've seen zombies now die down, uh, as it seems to be passed on, uh, I checked the zombie Reddit, and that was startling to see how different the zombie Reddit is today. I haven't checked it probably in about five months. And that was a big like, whoa, this is not how I remember things. And it's not Mm. that it's bad or worse or anything like that. It's just, it's quiet. It's just like not a lot going on. Uh, There's one post I did like apparently this year, this month. There's a filthy Frank, you know, who I was running in front of the green screen. I did did send it to you. Okay. I loved it. I just, mm. I can't believe how Uh, great filthy Frank's doing it. Jay Creations asked me, uh, yeah. "How do you, how do you calculate the chance you're going to die? You don't. Um, it's kind of that's why I said it's like X. It's kind of one of those numbers you don't know, but you can get a sense of it. You know, so your let's say your your odds of dying at a given moment are, let's say ten percent when you're training in the biodome, but your odds of dying suddenly rise up to maybe twenty percent." if the biodome suddenly loses oxygen, you know, and then your odds of dying at a single moment running through the tunnels is 30% of moon running through the tunnels of moon is 30%. And then you tack on the fact that you don't have juggernaug and then it jumps to 50%. If you imagine it's like, if you put yourself in this situation a hundred times, how many times are you going to die? That's how in theory you could calculate this, um, this probability. But it's not a number you could ever know definitely with certainty just because it's so difficult to calculate. You can only get a sense of it, you know, which situations are harder to survive than others. And it's not just a situation, but also your skill. So this is a multi-variable equation. Do you think this is potentially where a portion of the community might be working towards? As Lobster brought up earlier, there's a big renaissance of custom zombies going on right now. And this analysis 
is amazing. This seems like to be stuff that would be used for the speedrunners on both Easter eggs and speedrunners of high rounds getting deep into the analytics of zombies. Now, I want to bring up a point because this is something I've been watching uh, go on. I always follow speedrunners in the speedrunning Reddit. I love speedrunning a lot. And I wish I could get more into it. But for zombies, I always wanted to, but the last game turned me off to it. But Ocarina of Time was something that has had this explosion recently that is now sub 10 minutes because of glitches, exploits, and things they figured out. I wonder if zombies is going to have that progression where it's thought to be impossible to get past a certain thing like most people thought. You can't, you never get a sub one hour time. And all of a sudden with people digging in deep like this, John, creating formulas and analysis, analyzing the game itself yeah. new opportunities unfold for this game and things that we never thought possible are i i don't think so and here's why yeah um, go for it so obviously in speed running communities they always are looking for an edge the latest efficiency and mm -hmm. once they find one that's a breakthrough suddenly minutes are being dropped off times or sudden suddenly impossible barriers are being broken mm -hmm. you know yeah that's always going to happen True, But I think this hard analytical approach to it mm -hmm. is not something that will ever be a thing in the community because it's something people, it's one of those things that I think people innately know, mm -hmm. but have never thought about in a formal mathematical way. Like the reason I'm doing it is because I'm a numbers nerd and I'm also four years into an engineering degree and I've taken classes on statistics and you know, a lot of computer science work is about efficiencies and probabilities and, you know, all this. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is, I think, something that's niche to me. And it's not that I'm, I'm a genius. And look at me, I'm so smart. <laughs> but it's that I just happen to be a guy with a microphone also taking a degree in computer science. And there's other people in this community that have probably thought about this way too. They just don't have a microphone. Mm -hmm. Um. And I don't think this information is actually that useful. Because again, it's something people inherently know. They just have never quantified it in mathematical terms and statistical terms. Okay. You know? That's that's like, a very know, fair that's very fair. You criticism. know you have a better chance of survival inside the biodome than say you do running in tunnel eleven. Yeah, and you don't but, need a mathematical thesis for, but to tell you that. Tunnel Yeah, you don't you don't need to be an engineer to figure that out and but you know and you're doing this you're doing this cost value or this like what's the word cost uh cost um i don't know oh no but no that's only it's an economics word everybody's doing this a cost value analysis yeah i think so yes um you're doing this yes. everybody's doing this cost value analysis in their head you know they're saying to themselves i can survive in the biodome comfortably but the rounds are going to take me forever mm -hmm. i could survive in the I can survive in tunnel 11. It's going to be quite difficult and I might die, but I can get to around 50 in two hours, mm -hmm. you know, and you yeah. have to say to yourself based on your skill as well as your experience, which one is better for you? Right. Everybody's doing that calculation all the time. It's only but nobody, but very few people are ever quantifying it into mathematical terms. Mm -hmm. So because everybody's already doing it, I don't think it actually brings much value to, discuss it out loud i think only for world record holders and the, the people that are shooting for the top they care about the addition of saving two seconds over six hours two seconds yeah. every 10 minutes over six hours yeah they um, care about that but that that's actually, again it's, it's in that applic 
in that application, I think it is actually important. Yeah. But it's for but them. They're already, so, they're already, yeah. But they're already doing it. Exactly. Exactly. You exactly, know, because once somebody, because because if you look and you watch some of these world record runs or these speed runs to round 50 and stuff, they're training in places that you might have never considered training before. But the spawns are really efficient. So once somebody finds a new efficient spawn, then they're going to do that. But I doubt you'll ever see any. Once somebody finds a new efficient spawn, everybody's going to start to do it. Exactly. But I doubt you'll ever see somebody like me doing the cost benefit analysis and going over, um, going over like probability statistics. Yeah, that makes so. sense. You see Greg's point in chat there. That's a really cool. I didn't know about that new save. If that's a thing example of zombie times ty zombie type time saves is finding out Takio doesn't have a quote after blowing up the moon on DE. So every player beats Takio, every player besides Takio downs, what downs to get the faster cutscene? Yeah. Probably. So people, people are already, people are already oh, fighting. Downs. Wow. Yeah. That's so even people more are finding this and they know it. And this is, this is a natural process of the speed running community. And this wow. is what they, yes. Essentially, this is how they thrive. It's by finding these little things. That's so cool. Like that's their bread and butter. But you don't need somebody with an engineering degree to do that. Exactly. But I think it's interesting, and I think there's definitely a place for content. And I think there's a place in the community to dive into this type of stuff. I mean, it's sort of like the uh, the histories, all those history documentaries yeah. on Mario Sunshine and Melee. I basically just break the people are already doing it. Yeah. Well, Victoria Victoria had for a long time a world record history series. I think that she was did. more dedicated to high round runs. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's in the, it's, it's in the same vein as I've seen those Mario Sunshine documentaries too, where it's like they're great. Yeah, really good. Um, if, if somebody out there wants to become a content creator, uh, that's a niche that is open right now. Yeah. Oh, zombies um, is perfect, man. Right now, zombies is wide open. You got a few players killing it right now, but most people have dipped out of the market. If there's something that you and you're not burnt out about zombies, I think there's a perfect opportunity with Bo5 around the corner. I think things are going to turn the corner for, for Call of Duty Treyarch for some reason. Unless I hear yeah. specialist weapons are back and they didn't change or improve systems, which I, I think they're going to shake things up again. They learned what worked and what didn't work in the previous game, and I think they're going to make massive strides. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're only a few months away, so we'll get a better look at the reveal. What are we, three months away from getting a reveal, John? Um, April? Two months away. April. Two months old. Yeah, I guess so. May, or May, if they do make. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's it's like we'll get the Black Ops 5 reveal, but do we get mm. the zombies real? You know, like Treyarch, they don't make the rules. Or they don't have rules. Yeah. They do whatever they want. Um, th This has been a wonderful discussion. Yeah. I know we were originally talking about Noct. So yeah. do we want to just sum up Noct real fast and then move on to our next topic? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I think Noct, my final statement, Uh, love the addition of the perks. Pack-a-punch, I think, is... I, I would say it was they, they chose the easy option of just endless upgrades, but I think it was the right option. Mm -hmm. I really like the new expandable area, especially with like the walking around the crash plane and stuff. I thought it was great. Yep. Overall, I give a resounding two thumbs up to the zombies team on COD Mobile. Like it's not like they're really hitting home runs, knocking things out of the park, but they're doing all the little things right that add up to a nice sum. Very much agree. And because expectations are so low. For COD Mobile, that they're doing everything right for what the product is. 
I because I can hear people being like, "How can you ever give two thumbs up to Nocturne and Toten on mobile, but then be upset with a full fledged map like Togder and Toten or Blood of the Dead because, or whatever you want?" You're, it's it's all about context, it's and I'll tell you, very different. It's also very hard for very hard to get two thumbs up out of me when it comes to another knocked because mm-hmm. we've already seen six different knocks and we've already been inundated with so many reimaginings mm-hmm. that because the bar is low and the context is different and I felt they actually made some really nice improvements. I'm able to give a thumbs up to this reimagining, but would bemoan Treyarch if there wasn't, if their next map was another reimagining. Oh God. Yeah. And, and yes, and I, I give it a thumbs up. I can't give it two thumbs up because I'm sick and tired of Nocturne and Toten, but they did an excellent job. They really yeah. did. I like the new systems. It plays differently. It plays like a custom map. Uh, and that's a good thing for COD Mobile. That's yes. not a good thing for Treyarch. Uh, for getting new experiences and playing new things on a handheld device that you can download yeah. for free. That's such a different barrier to entry than when we buy in the super special edition or even $60 and then we have to buy all these extra map packs or season passes. It, it, it changes the context that is so important to the enjoyment of these maps. Uh, very few people besides brand new fresh gamers are, are coming in, which there's probably actually so that's probably fair only fresh players don't come in with the context problems of knowing the story playing previous yeah. maps and having all the other issues that came and along also this map has i forgot to mention too this map has radio scattered throughout that yeah. one give you clues on the easter egg but also give you a little bit of the story that's neat i i think it's it's hugely important and i think you i think you nailed in the head when you said think of it like a custom map yeah because we don't judge custom maps the same way we judge Treyarch maps no we do not and when and when tr- custom maps come close to representing the quality of the worst track maps, we mm-hmm. praise them, deservedly so. I, I get well, but I right, but what is that big common thing between this and those custom maps? They're free. They're free. Mm-hmm. That's such free. that that changes the expectation so drastically. And you don't have as many people working on it, and you don't have marketing and a billion dollar budget or whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Easter egg. That was dope. I know. Did you see wanna, that? Ta- which ta- one? Togder Toten's Easter egg. Okay. Yeah. Was that cool? Uh, really cool. That surprised me because the teaser they put online made me cringe. I, I was know. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then this turned out to be really cool. You so what? W- there's the uh, don't freeze Easter egg that was in Togder and Toten that nobody seemed to find, and that seemed super obvious. Just go to ten different pools of water i think there's only 10 and you got to freeze mm-hmm. in them and then once you freeze and knife your way out uh then a button appears in spawn you press the button it teleports it around 200 and then you're fighting and locked in spawn until you die or until round 200's over we've had a round 200 easter egg like we did in alpha omega so now it's maybe it, there's round john, 200 made a, john made a good point in yeah. the video yeah um you linked me John's video on this topic, so I watched yeah. that when he was. Yeah. I wonder me, how many other maps are around two hundred that we just haven't found yet. Yes. Um, Let me go grab. Could John's quite possibly video. be. Um, I liked it. You know what it made me think about though. What? I'm not sure I've ever frozen in Call of the Dead or Togged or Toten. I have. I don't think I have. In fact, I didn't even know. And I've played Call of the Dead a million times. Mm-hmm. I did not know that you get stuck in ice and you just knife your way out. Oh, wow. I just assumed you went down. Oh, wow. Well, because I've I've always just been like, 
well, I don't want to freeze. Yep. And I don't want to find out what happens when I freeze because I'm in the middle of a zombies game and I don't feel like losing a quick revive. Yes. Like it's it's never happened accidentally because they give you plenty mm. of time. Mm-hmm. And I've never been like, yeah, I'm going to test it because I just assumed you went down. I, t- I didn't know that. I feel I feel silly. You know, and it, it's not like it's just, a, oh, John hasn't played much knock. No, I didn't even know this in Call of the Dead because I've just never frozen before. Yeah. It's a fun fact about me. That's great. I mean, I, I got it many times. No clipping, funny enough. When I was screwing uh, around, um, you end up freezing anyway, even if you're no clipped in the wrong place or George is yelling I at you. No clip, I've no clipped and called the dead a number of times. I haven't had that issue. Maybe I haven't. No, no, I think you're right. I might have no clipped over and then dropped myself in a you place where they can't, nice. yeah, yeah, where they couldn't get me. Because I know I've had that association, but I, I think I, I remembered that wrong. I think you're completely right there. Um, but yeah, I'm showing you. Uh, Mr. I've, I've never in game ever just frozen. Yeah, you should try it sometime. Go put God mode on and just be like, "What's happening?" Yeah, it's uh, just it's just funny, like those little things. It's like yeah, and it it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud. Yeah, I've never frozen in Tog or Call of the Dead. But when you think about it, you know who who the hell's out there? Like, yeah, let me let me test this. Let me waste one of my three quick revives. Yes, um, actually, you don't go down. Do you know that? No, I always just thought you did. That's no. what I'm. That's my point. I thought you did. You just freeze and then you yeah. make your way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. Just double checking. But I've just—they've given me enough time to always get out, and I've never wanted to test fate. Gotcha. Um, do you also know a feature of this is the fact that you once you activate the round, you always have to keep moving. It's sort of like yeah. the cranked mode. So even if you're not in the water, you're going to be freezing anyway. It's fun. It's it definitely plays I thought on the it was, map. I thought it was a great idea, and I'm Very like, I wish clever. Like, obviously, it's in the game, so it exists, and you can play whatever you want. But there's assignments like, uh, they should have also just made this a little fun extra game mode to throw it in. Yeah, why not? Well, maybe like, so you don't have to it, struggle it, at round 200. No, no, do it. Put the whole thing in, but just make it, like, just put it just put it in the menu. All right, yeah, so you have to jump through everything. I'm like, it could have been a fun thing just to throw in the menu so that everybody knows about it. But it also is a nice little fun Easter egg. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe now that people have found it, make it an option. Yeah, they might. And I, I think that might uh, almost be why they teased it. I feel like they worked on this and like, hey! And they're like, fuck, hey, nobody found it. Come on! <laughs> yeah. No, Play I definitely think that's what happened. Where nobody found it and they're like, okay, let's give them a nudge. Make sure to check out John's videos. Uh, mm-hmm. Just want to show his video footage. And again, Mr. Dalek JD there. John is like the official footage provider. Of yeah, in the last couple of weeks, he's been killing it Only, of all that but it's stuff. Not, it's not like because John is actually the official footage provider, but it's because yeah. he's one of the few people making this content. Yeah, it's still doing it's it like, and getting it. It's like, oh, there's a new Easter egg. Let me go check out John's channel because yeah, I'm sure he's got, he's got like he's a video one of the few that's still it doing it. I'm sure Greg is probably one so, of the other guys too. Shout out to John for the free advertising. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> the, the official gameplay provider of the Zombros podcast, and he doesn't <laughs> even know it. That's great. Yeah. Let's talk this Roses one. I want to yep. give a shout out to John for this one, too. Yeah, that was really um, interesting. And boy, oh, boy, hearing the the audio from that panel brought me I, back. I, I had a, no, well, well, before we go into that, I just want to I want to ask John a question. John, if you're watching this uh, video, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice your title said New Revelations Easter Egg Solved 1,230 Days Later. And my question for you is, do you realize what you've signed up for? Because now you need to update this title every single day. 
or it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, this video I, was up. This video was uploaded January 19th. Uh, how many days have passed since January 19th? We have uh, 12. But does he really need to? Two. Yes. Otherwise, it's false information. New this Easter egg is not 1,230 days old. But this from Easter the video egg, when it was posted and it's this, archived. This video is now, um, let's see, 11 plus 1 plus 2, 13, uh, 14. This video is 1,243 days old or 44 days old. That math is but probably But it wasn't wrong. solved those 14 <laughs> days know. later. I don't know. I, I think I think unless John updates this title every day, this is false advertising. And yeah, I'm not I'm not on John's side here. of the worst kind. Johnny J25. I think you're I think you're reading <laughs> at, it wrong. I, I, I want to see the guy with the a year later guy with the calendar looking through and be like the fuck. No, this is uh 1200 and or 1530 days later, like this, a year later. This is heinous. How dare you, Mister Dalek JD? No, I just, I, because yeah, I, I, I am, I am guilty. I am guilty as charged, and I think I might have been the one, or maybe one of the early people to pioneer this title tactic of. I, uh, I think you're reading years it wrong. later, five years later, uh, and now it's come to the point where we're going by days because that but number sounds more impressive. New Easter egg, new Revelation Easter egg solved. 1,230 days later. Doesn't that imply from a given date, exactly 1,230 days later, it was solved? You wouldn't yeah, need to update maybe. it. Okay, okay. well, if we if we go by these commands, <laughs> maybe. Maybe you should just All shut I'm up, saying Reed. Is... This is funny. I'm very, this is comedy, Reed. No. <laughs> I just think, you know, John, you might need to, I just, I'm just not, I'm not sure he realized he's, by making this title, he signed up to update it every single day. No, I'm just having fun. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, but the video was really good. Um, and the roses, yeah. when he was talking about the COD XP event, yeah. I had a moment. I'm like, was I at this event? Like, oh, I was at this event. Yeah. Did I hear this? I'm like, and then I think of, I'm like, I don't remember this at all. And then he had the audio, which I didn't even know the audio existed. And he played some. Uh, yeah, I don't think we were allowed to record. I'm pretty sure. Which uh, apparently. Well, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. So I could be wrong. So I know because I, I, I thought know. the same thing too. I'm like, I remember this being like closed door. If he made it public, I mean, he yeah. made his bet. <laughs> um, but I can't. I'm going to let's pre let's pretend it, it, it we were allowed to record and we right. just didn't know. You're I wasn't right. going to say anything. Uh, um, I didn't. I didn't know this audio existed though. Um, and I'm yeah. sure Treyarch released it, and that's how John got it. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I had a moment where I'm like. I don't remember him talking about roses at all. <laughs> and then he played it, and I'm I was like, like, I don't remember that sentence, but I probably heard it, and it went whoosh, right over oh, my head. Oh, I remembered it exactly. As soon, uh, when he started playing it, I was like, oh, oh, my God. It, like, it took me back. Uh, this, I, I, I was right in the room again. Me, I, I, had a, I, I had one of those out-of-body experiences where I'm like, I was definitely there. I don't remember this Oh, my all. God. I was right there. I saw Milo over in the corner. He was near the yeah. front. And then I believe his money talks and, and you were near me, I thought. Yeah. He, he, well, we should we should mention this wasn't like a closed door YouTubers only thing. No. This was like a COD XP. Uh, if you showed up to the event, event at this time. Get, yeah, it was, at, it was at COD XP. Show up by um, 1230. Door closes at 1245. You know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. First, however, in. 
Um, no, I don't remember a thing from that moment. Um, I couldn't tell you where in the room I was. Couldn't I tell you a word that was said that I day. I thought you were like on my left side. I don't know. I remember Milo <laughs> I, I, got into an like, argument. Not John, like an argue John, argument. Me and Milo? No, no, no. Milo oh, and Jason oh. um, <laughs> on the panel. I, 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 you know, there's, there's, there's a photo from that event. I, yeah. I have a weird out of body experience with that event where it was like I was definitely there. There's a photo to prove it. I have the posters to prove it, but I can't tell you a single detail <laughs> or a single conversation moment. It's all it, it all left me. I feel that. So so hearing that audio, I had a real out of body experience where I was trying to remember moments for that event and I couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had a visceral where I'm like visceral experience where I'm like, I, I don't want to go back to this. I'm good. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to uh relive all that event. Just give me the highlights. Yeah. Um but really, yeah, nobody as far as I know, nobody in the circle of people I've listened to ever mentioned, hey, why does Rick Toppin only have roses on? on his grave yeah i'm sure it was mentioned by the way on launch when everybody was oh i bet somebody brought there's, it up in conversation there's but, no doubt you know, it never it never stuck with me and being a story yeah. guy i could tell you whether or not a point stuck with the community but it makes sense in that context that's truly what they meant and we know how jason and craig they to me at least from my point of view it seems like they they see things from the end. They got it. They and because they know the whole picture is yep. obvious to them, and they are always looking at it from a from the end backwards, from where completing the story to where we look at it going forward through the end of it. Where a lot of these things that seem abundantly obvious to them are so obscure to us because we yeah. we don't have that to them. One of the first things they talk about is so Rick Toffin's dying. Uh, he, we know we've already planned out that Rick Toffin is going to give his life probably <laughs> in origins, as, the, as he said in the past, that they had things pretty outlined, generally outlined, and then a little better in BO3. So, like, definitely sometime in BO3, they had, like, we know this major Blood of the Dead beat is going to happen. We are certain this is going to happen. Maybe not even at Blood of the Dead, but we know we're going to do this. And then the details have taken shape over three or four years or five years. And uh, that to us doesn't like if if Blood of the Dead comes out before Revelations, seeing the roses on Rick Toffin's grave is instant. We can instantly know. Oh, I get it. I get yeah. that. That's so obvious. <coughs> and then with Craig saying, "Oh, you'll understand these things later on." Yeah. To me, well, that, and then he pulled that's up. such typical <laughs> like talk. And, and then John later in the video has uh, a segment from a little interview uh, Jason did with Noah, where yeah. you're talking about Jason was even saying he's like, "Yeah, you know, people." They, they just don't see things into us. It's so obvious. And, you know, part of it, I think, is that there's so much that things are hidden in plain sight. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that is also a way of obfuscation where you just throw so much in that things get lost. And I think that's how we do miss things like that. Yeah. Where I think people say, oh, yeah, there's roses on the uh, on the grave. But back to the Easter egg. Exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. I back to it. the more pressing matter. But I thought that was really cool Easter egg. And I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. The little touch and coming all 1,280 days later and change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Johnny got to update that title every day. <laughs> so those were the major topics you want to get into topic time? Did you ping him for topic time? I don't think you did. I didn't. I didn't ping for topic time. Go, go ping um, for topic time. I'll go read the donations because we got a whole bunch uh, of them. You guys are I wonderful. The bathroom. Can I Can I, Can I? I ping for topic time? Yeah, then, then go, go to the bathroom and I'll read my, my donations. Yeah. 
I'm okay with that. That'd be I'm fine. Ping for top time. Go 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 ping for top time. He's gonna he's gonna ping top time. Let's, how many times can we repeat this before everybody tunes out? Those same words. I am Rad Austin twenty seven. There I am. Oh, embarrassing story to share on stream as well. Ish. Um, I was at my pharmacist picking up some stuff. Obviously, it's the pharmacy, and they asked me my name. And I start saying Rad Austin 27 instead of my name. <laughs> oh, did I shudder and cringe at myself? God, that was a, a rough one for me. But I remembered my birthday, so that was the good news. Donation number one, Mr. Drown donates. So good to see Mr. Drown back at it again. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's good to see you back. Hopefully 2020 has been treating you right with good health and positive vibes. I'm playing mob with my nephew right now, so I'll tune into the VOD. Stay safe, stay happy, and have an excellent day. We'll have a glorious time with your nephew and have fun. That is a absolutely wonderful and beloved map. And health-wise, I've been absolute poop for me, but I'm doing my darnness to push through it. Thanks for asking. And I, uh, John got a little bit of a cold, he told me today, but he was doing well up until that point. Uh, Zimad Lobster. Oh, so good to see you, Mad Lobster. Donated two dollars. He says, "Greetings, gentlemen. Everyone's so kind to us, calling us gentlemen. It's great seeing Zombros back and better than ever. Looking forward to the year ahead. Stay safe and have a great day. Thank you so much, Mad Lobster, and we will." David Kirk donated nine point nine nine pounds. As always, you are so consistent, David, and I love to see your donations every stream. What are your hopes for Resident Evil 3? I've got RE2 now. We'll, I've got RE2 now. We'll play that, then go straight into the third one. I've never played an RE game straight through. I tried playing RE4, but couldn't get along with the controls. Yeah, RE4 looks really weird to me, by far. Like, I feel like Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 are sort of, you know, my type of game, and then everything goes Bat shit off the rails from Resident Evil 4 to 6, and then 7 sort of got things back on track. Everybody was super happy with it again, and Capcom's really started coming around to everything. Uh, so I I hope RE3 has enough new areas, or at least makes the reused areas not feel to reuse, even though everyone needs to understand that RE3 reuses a ton of of RPD and RE2, but a lot of the promotional material, I haven't really seen too much of that. So I'm very excited to see where that goes for Jill and Carlos inside RE3. I'm just looking to have another one of those wonderful experiences playing this game uh, with Resident Evil because I just, I, I loved it. It was my game of the year. It was so fun to see what a big change they were able to do. They didn't just remastered it. They recreated Resident Evil and they made me a fan and got me into the lore and made me want to make posters about them and even post videos. So I'm just hopeful more of that's going to come my way and excitement through Resident Evil. And I just want to have a good time. Asteroid Delta donates 199 says, got a 22 second solving time for the record now. Uh, <clears throat> WB, world's best. That's awesome. Delta has been working on his uh, Rubik's Cube solves. And he's been keeping me updated. And that's pretty dope. And Chase Gaming was a member. Vogue renewed their membership. Fat Matt has been a member for 17 
months in a row and 28 months in a row os osnimator i always get his name wrong because it always sounds like terminator <laughs> i always get on that osnimator uh 28 months in a row and he's been a dedicated patreon follower as well thank you so much for supporting the channel the podcast and all that comes with it john topic time topic time uh ultimate noob 23 says if two mind readers read each other's mind whose mind are they really reading um, this is an easy question to answer because I've always imagined mind reading as you just having two voices in your head, you know, your own and then somebody else's. What was the question? So both... <clears throat> if two mind readers read each other's mind, yeah. whose mind are they really reading? Oh, I gotcha. Here's how I imagine mind reading. Like, so you, if I read your mind read, yeah, I hear my internal dialogue and then I hear your internal dialogue. Gotcha. So if two mind readers read each other's mind, they're both hearing the same two dialogues. Gotcha. That's how I interpret it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. So, that or it's a hot mess. Or it's like the phone thing when you take your phones and you start having them like echo when you just get the yeah. feedback or by Yeah, maybe there's an echo. There might be an echo to it. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, Captain Murphy said, uh, did the guy who made the ray gun, the electric, make it, uh, sorry. Did the guy who made the working electric ray gun make more yet? I'm interested in buying one. Um, I saw you actually DM me this, but I didn't respond to you because I don't have an answer. I saw it like I turned on Discord today, Captain Murphy, uh, to go do the show, and I saw it, but I was getting ready for the show and I didn't have an answer. So oh, actually, shit. Yeah. I think I have a DM uh, from him too. I got to respond to. I still don't have an answer to that, um, truthfully, mm. but that would be a question for um, the Reagan Project. Him. Yeah, that's what that's what I was trying to think of the name, the Reagan Project. That'd be yep. a question for him. Yeah, he's on Twitter. Go ahead and shoot, yeah, shoot him a message. It's literally at Raygun Project. I don't know if he like takes orders for this. I, don't I, I doubt. The it. problem is with selling this is it's it's the labor costs. Like, yeah. even though what a consumer might be willing to pay two hundred dollars for something like that, there's no way. I, at least as as a business owner, I would never sell that for two hundred dollars because that's probably like a forty eight hours. Like, unless he got it way down because he's done it so many times. To, to 3D print and do all the soldering and the LEDs and all the wiring. that's It's got to be like a 48-hour project. And for that, yeah. now we're looking at like collectible stuff where you're talking like $800, $1,000 statue type of deal. That's where these ray guns are going to end up being if you want to try and sell them commercially. So I don't know. That'd be a question for him. Uh, yeah. I know I see you just wrote, I don't have Twitter, but thanks for the info anyway. Um he has Discord, so uh, yeah, look at my has, Discord server. Yeah, like just, just look, just, just look up the Raygun project. You don't need Twitter to see his Twitter account, and then from there yeah. you can find his other social media channels. Yeah, maybe you can definitely contact him. Reach out to him though; that'd be the person to ask. Yeah. Uh, next one, Dabo forty four says, "What do we call the child from the Mandalorian show?" Since Disney and the writers don't like it being called Baby Yoda, they call it the I child. Like they literally call it the child in all the scripts and all the. I don't like breaks. the name Baby Yoda. I'm on Team Yiddle. <laughs> is that Yoda and Yaddle in between? Yiddle is no Yiddle is a mix of Little and Yoda. Okay, Yoda Little because Yoda's backwards. It, it's yeah, literally like written in the script as the child and referred to as the child. And on the I marketing the, stuff, it's the child, so it's fine. I prefer the name Yiddle. It's fine. I would call it Baby Yoda because that's that's the name that is stuck. But I have a silent campaign for Yiddle. I I don't I don't have passion against this. Like, if you want to call it Baby Yoda, <laughs> fine. I, I the child makes the most sense to me. But like, I'm not gonna ruin people's parade. I'm happy people are excited about Star Wars again. I'm happy Star Wars is making good content again. It it was it was a pain, man. Yeah, no, I'm fine. 
Yeah. Uh, AHL says, what are your plans for the new year? Uh, uh, I'm on what I call my year of new. Nice. Um, CP Gray video, I see. He released another one, translated oh, from yeah, the podcast well, to a video. If you've been uh if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, CGP Gray. The if he made a he finally made a video on it, yeah, which lays it all out. But like this has been a thing I've done now for three years. Mm-hmm. Um and I got the idea from well not I got the idea. It is the idea from like their podcast that he does, one of the podcasts he does. Mm-hmm. Uh so this has been a thing that's been around for a long time, but he only recently made a video on it. But this year for me is my year new. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do new stuff, new projects. Uh, yep. I've got a lot of new stuff cooking. Say, uh, but yeah, that and I'm running a lot. I'm trying to run a thousand miles this year. Wow! Uh, I ran sixty-eight miles in uh, January. Yep. Which is actually behind on pace. I got to do eighty-three miles a month to oh. uh, get to a thousand. But I also didn't run for the first ten days of January. So like I'm I'm well on pace now in terms of just daily running. Did four yesterday. Dope. Um, I'll probably run another four today. But yeah, uh, try to hit a thousand miles. That's an awesome goal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mine I is. Little, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I have a big thermometer. I bought like two poster boards. Yeah, and a thermometer. That's awesome. Um, and you know, so every every couple miles, I update the thermometer. Um, it's at seventy two right now. Seventy two miles. That's awesome. That's really cool. What about you? Uh, Year of creating. I just want to create stuff. I want to make more things like those posters and create new projects and do more stuff I'm proud of. I'm at this weird crossroads right now um, where I was was thinking about going back to college. And then it's just like, I think I was doing that just to do that. And I don't want to really go down that road. Applying to some stuff. Applied to another critical role job. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Haven't heard back. They're busting down my door. So, I don't know, workforce, and I want to get back into YouTube, posting one to two videos a week. That's what I really want to get back into, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, next one says, uh, Kingdom Hops, why do you think the secret door in Ascension was ported over to the Chronicles version? What do you mean? I don't know. I don't get I it know either. the secret door. I mean, it was still there, and it wasn't even secret. There's nothing What's behind it. It, it, remember the chain? I think he's referring to where there was a by the, the one below jugs, ish, but down the hill of the box to the left. Oh, that one, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, there's actually uh, multiple. Why, the jug one's sure actually one too. About. Actually, that's fair. He could be talking that's about why, either. That's why I wasn't sure what he was talking about because I was thinking of multiple. <laughs> yeah, there's so many of them. So I mean, they just port the map in. I don't think there's anything uh, significant to that. Because we have no clips, yeah. and I guess obviously they can hide stuff behind triggers that can appear later There's on. There's nothing there, though. But they they strip the code of all the games. Like data miners do what data miners do. Mm-hmm. But that is it for topic time. All right, and I will address uh, loved remind. I actually wrote a script for a script I've written in a while. Actually, I've written a bunch of scripts that never gotten anywhere. But this is the one I, I'm actually going to record the audio, and I hope to get my remind thoughts, review, and all that type of stuff out. Have a super catchy title for it. But I loved it. The summary is I had a really fun time. The data battles were awesome. And the story made me actually more satisfied than the original. So there we are. Kingdom there we Hops have it. The one, Kingdom Hops is the one below Speed Cola. Speed Cola. I don't even see him in chat right now. How far behind is my chat? Topic time. Topic time. Thank you. Um, the one behind Speed Cola? Yeah, so that would be... Wait, is he talking about the lander pads? 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure because you could still <laughs> like the mod I made with Brolin. I don't know, but they just basically ported the map over. Mule kick door? Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, that's another one. That's yet another one. <laughs> We've named like four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it is it is what it is. No, uh, I don't think there's anything. Uh, to that's it. it for topic time. Yeah, so thank you all for coming out. We'll be back with our next episode of Zombros when more news and information comes out and zombies if more interesting topics come up. We gotta thank all of you for supporting us to the Patreon. If you like this podcast, you want it to continue, you can go over to uh, patreon.com slash Zombros Podcast. No, I would say don't don't go to Patreon. We're not, we're not doing that yet. We're still in a, we're about to revamp it anyway, and we have all the pledges yeah. on pause. So. Yeah, well, well, you know, I might as well just quickly throw in a Patreon update. Yeah, um, we should. Uh, I've been slowly and quietly working on updating that in the background. That's mm -hmm. why for January and February, I've paused the Patreon. I paused it the other day so that nobody got charged. Like you can still be a patron and become a patron, but I would say right now, if you are a patron, you can stick around and nothing will change. You won't even be charged any money. Mm -hmm. uh, and you'll still have access to the Discord. So if you are a patron, stick around. Uh, if you want to become a patron, just hang on. Mm -hmm. um, wait till we revamp it. Um, and we did actually finally send out the Zombros pint glasses. Yep. I got them all out. Um, I saw people were getting them on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like, with the Patreon, thank you to those who support us. We're making some changes. They should hopefully be ready in the next week or so. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we will recommend you guys subscribe to the Patreon. Most certainly. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's everything we have to talk about. We talked about all of our updates, and I, we'll see you all next time. Be safe. Until then, uh, take care. Good to see you. Good to catch up with you. Happy New Year. We'll catch you in the next episode of Zombros. Till then, see ya. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.